0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Make Do. I'm Tiff Arment. And I'm Julia Scott. And first off, we just really want to thank all of our amazing listeners for all the lovely feedback we got on our on our episode with Jamie and about the gifts, um, the previous episode. So the last two episodes, we've just gotten such great, great feedback, and we just want everyone to, out there to know that we appreciate it and we l- read it all. And it just, we've passed most of it on to Jamie uh, when it was about her. So <laughs> and uh, she loved it. She's getting amazing feedback. I haven't even told you, Julia. She She's getting feedback from her friends and family it's just been a love fest all around and it really makes me love this podcast
1: yeah and it was I mean it, it was and I think we've you know we said it at the time that it was it was such a lovely conversation to to have and somebody said that it's it's kind of funny because you can hear at the very beginning like she's, she's comfortable with you but then you sort of as her story progresses as she gets comfortable with art. You can hear her get it like it's it's almost as if the conversation matches what she's talking about, like as she warms up. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, it was just and and just yeah. I'm I'm not often speechless. No, uh, <laughs> No, but like it was it was just it was so lovely to hear that it, it resonated with people the way that it did. And like mm-hmm. I almost had to sort of, you know, lie down and feel my feelings after after that so yeah thank you so much for all of your emails and uh messages and comments and everything so thank you i feel like we'll have to have jamie
0: back at some point because she says now that she's gotten through her story she can actually talk to us about um her feelings and thoughts about creativity in general so i think uh having her back sometime next year would be awesome
1: Yeah, somebody said that she could be our sort of recurring third
0: chair i'm okay with that (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this week, we thought we would do a kind of end of the year roundup. And first, we wanted to put out there to everyone um, for you to kind of send us your goals and resolutions for 2019 for our first episode of the year next year for our next episode. So if anyone out there has anything that they have art wise or creativity wise, any goals for next year, resolutions, Anything like that. Um, you can email us at make do pod at gmail dot com and you can send them on Twitter or Instagram. We kind of gather them all up and we can find them where we find them. So yeah. Yeah, and I uh, mean we're
1: we're gonna talk about our resolutions and goals uh as well. Uh but I do find that if you send them to us, it is like for better or worse, it's a very good tool to have that sort of like, oh no, I said it out loud, now I have to, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. try it for real. So uh yeah even so if it's, it's like a short-term thing that you just like want to try in the
0: month of January or mm-hmm. something like that like I think that those kind of goals are really fun to achieve because it's it's a little they're like little snack goals and I'm just curious what people are interested in in trying to make and do for themselves in the coming year mm-hmm. so
1: 2018 how'd we do <laughs> uh, this is <was> a <laughs> like... question because <laughs> it's it's funny too because it's like it was a big year for you with because you got the studio right at the beginning of the oh, year yeah. right which is yes. why I pounced on you when you weren't <laughs> prepared so do you want to like
0: I do feel you... like uh, I feel kind of tackled by Tigger you know like that kind of moment
1: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> hey, me you, get over here let's do this podcast <laughs> so like with with pretty much like now a year of of hindsight sounds like it was a mistake but like a year of 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 reflection how do you feel about that decision
0: I think it was one of the best decisions I made for myself and my own personal artistic growth and sanity health getting a space outside of your home has just been amazing for me and uh being there with with Jamie is really great that's just an added bonus but Also, a space to just, I walk in that room and it's like, I can just make stuff here and not be stressed about putting it away or getting in the way of something. And it's just, it's all there. I mean, this even works if you set aside a specific space in your home for this. We just didn't have a spot for that. But it really was a fantastic decision. And I plan on continuing the lease next year. Oops, (laughs) darn it. We weren't going to talk about the future.
1: I warned uh, Tiff that uh, because we <laughs> want to talk about resolutions and goals, we both have to try to not sort of think forward. But I, I'll, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Because okay. that's, that's something that you, you know, took with you is that I'm going to continue doing this. So I'll, I'll let it slide.
0: <laughs> yeah. So having the studio and getting it all up and running like the first few months of just getting kind of furniture in there and buying an easel and doing all of that stuff and then finally creating, it's it's been wonderful. Uh Yeah, I haven't made as many paintings as I thought I was going to, but... How many do you think you're up to? Let's see. Even the ones that I hate. Mm -hmm. um, And tiny ones, too. One, two... I don't know. I'd have to really think. Maybe ten? That's still pretty impressive for oil. Maybe ten. One, two... I'd have to count them. They've all gone places now. Like a whole bunch of them.
1: (laughs) How does that feel?
0: Uh, That's kind of neat, too, that they're kind of disappearing a little bit I varnished a whole bunch recently so got that done sent some to the framers
1: somebody asked us to do an episode because we talked about uh in one of the early episodes about having a studio space Mm -hmm. but somebody asked us to talk about like things to think about when you look for a studio space and like how to outfit it so we might come back to that like how to think about actually setting it up like practically yeah um but has your has your like relationship to it changed or how you think about it changed over the year? I, it's
0: definitely a sanctuary more than I ever thought it was going to be, which is really positive. And I've also come to terms with using it as a space that I don't have to go there and paint. I can go there and do other things that are creative. Like just recently I hauled a whole bunch of um, driftwood sticks from the beach in there and bought a whole bunch of uh, like macrame rope. And so It's nice to think of that. And I brought my guitar over. Um, It's nice to kind of think of that as a more a a maker space, as a creative space, as opposed to just like, this is my painting studio. Mm -hmm. So it's getting used more in that way. Uh, The other day, I brought all my Christmas cards (laughs) and finished them up there. Just it was nice to just be in there. It just feels creative and free, you know, and and I think that that is a, a really powerful feeling. And anyone out there who is debating or thinking about getting a space of their own that that kind of opened up for me at first I was thinking of I was pigeonholing it into being this one thing but it is actually a much broader active space than that mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I loved um how you were talking about before about how you feel yourself getting like cranky if you don't get to <laughs>
0: yeah that's an unforeseen <laughs> side effect it's like warning may cause headaches stomach aches uh, <laughs> chest pain shortness of breath <laughs> like my studio should have came with a warning
1: because I, I love the thought of like, even though it's like, OK, so now you're having to deal with withdrawal every now and then. It's still like, you know, you 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 have given that to before Tiff who didn't know mm-hmm. that that's maybe something that even if I mean, obviously you, you can't have withdrawals or something you haven't <laughs> tried yet. But like who was maybe at an eight where she could have been at a nine, you know, like that kind of thing. Or I could have been cranky before and just never had a
0: name for why I was cranky, and it was just all the time. So I didn't know what uncranky felt like. <laughs> it's like getting to put on glasses for the first time. You are like, oh, oh, this is what the world is like when you have all the. Yeah, yeah, that's totally it. I mean, it. It's been. It's been wonderful.
1: Yeah, and it's it's been really nice to, not just get to talk to you about it that too, but like even just getting to experience that through you. Um, because I mean, I did it a little earlier, like when I rented first my pottery studio space and then now having it here just to be like, wow, this is mine. Um, but getting it to do it again through you is so cool too. (laughs) Thanks.
0: It is. It's so funny that like, even if you have a home or you have an apartment or you have a space that where you live for some reason, create, finding a space to create feels like such a rebirth. Unlike anything else.
1: Mm hmm. Because, like, even if you're um doing your Christmas cards there, it's like that, the the concept of, like, this is just for this one thing that I like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like when, when, you know, like, really rich people have a, a room that's just a bowling alley or something. <laughs> I don't know what rich people do. Or, like, I think Aaron Spelling had a present, like, a gift wrapping room. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but, you know, like, something, awesome. something that is, like, a single purpose room. Yeah. Where you're like, this is important enough to me. Like... People think it's funny that we have a library, even though I work there now, but like that says something about you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It says something about where you um, put your priorities. It's just like
0: people where they decide to, uh, you know, if they have a a certain amount of disposable income where you decide to put that, you know, like some people really like clothes. Other people really like cars. Other people really like vacations. Like Mm -hmm. it, it tells where you decide to kind of lump those resources in your zones of priority.
1: Mm-hmm. And even if it's only saying it to you, to yourself, like mm-hmm. even if you're not either trying to brag or even telling anyone, just like making that commitment to yourself is is really cool.
0: I mean, a long time ago, people used to have rooms just to write letters in, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not totally crazy.
1: <laughs> One special fainting room. Uh... <laughs> no, that was that was that was the back
0: in the day, ladies. I need to get away from everybody <laughs> kind of room. I'm gonna go faint. Because yeah. it's just, just don't watch me, aka yeah. I'm drinking.
1: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, for me, like I uh, I made a video, uh, a YouTube video where I sort of went through some creative goals for the year. And it's funny to see the stuff that I, I'd set up. Like my, my main goal when it came to like more like serious stuff was that I wanted to do more markets, which I did. And I, want, I had a specific number goal in mind for how much I wanted to sell, which seemed like big, but theoretically attainable and i passed it before i Woo-hoo! even did my last market for the year which was super cool wait
0: now where is this video because you put this in our little noty note and there was and no hit it link
1: you. <laughs> yes i you were to, it you, you were
0: making secret videos and not telling
1: me uh i'll post it feel in like the, this is in, breach of contract i'll i'll post it in the show notes i'm sorry uh, but <laughs> i would have
0: done homework and watched your video if i had known <laughs> sneak that right in there I There's made a video in it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll post it. Um, okay. So that was really cool to just be like, wow, I like it's not a, a huge number, but it's a biggish number. So that was really cool. Uh, I wanted to add something like new to my Etsy store, something that was like a planned new thing, not just like a little experiment or a variation, mm-hmm. which I didn't really do. Uh, I wanted to try brioche knitting, which I didn't. I wanted to get better at colorwork knitting, which I didn't. I wanted to dye yarn, which I didn't. I wanted to make friends with my knitting machine, which I didn't. And I wanted to sew from a pattern, which I didn't. (laughs) And I think part of this was that maybe I had too many goals so that I sort of like forgot about them or didn't prioritize them. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think it's bad to have too many goals or do you think that it's kind of nice to have a a vast array of things to pick from when you're in the mood. Because I know I get in the mood for certain things. Like, yeah, I have a lot of creative projects and a lot of different crafty things that I've wanted to try. And I like that they're kind of all there waiting for me when I'm ready. And sometimes the mood will just strike and I'll grab something totally random. So is it good to have that with goals?
1: I think, I think yeah. But I think what it is is that you have to have... A, I should have written them down somewhere so that I could mm-hmm. see them also. Because that's the thing. I think I just, like, forgot about them because there were a handful, like, a, a good amount of them. I, I Like, they're only in the video, I think. Because, like, um, my husband and I made, at the beginning of the year as well, we made, like, a bingo board for 2018. I don't know if I've mentioned <laughs> this. We're just, like, stuff that we would like to do. And some of them are, like... That's cool. You know, fix stuff up around the garden. Some of them are... Um, like one internet free day or travel to a certain place or bake a fancy cake like they're just like fun stuff they were like this would be fun to do together and so the idea wasn't that like we had to the cross off everything on the board and we definitely we, we were like well maybe we won't get bingo because they're sort of randomly placed out we did actually get a bingo row <laughs> about Hi! a month ago. Um, and some of them we were like well what we might not get around to this where that what do you get ball- when you get bingo do you just the satisfaction of getting bingo or
0: did you like treat yourself to something? No, I think we <laughs> <laughs> cool. we're,
1: we're, it's, no we're high fived. Like... Cool. No high fives for the entire time until we get this bingo. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> no, I I think it was more like the the thought was that like this is not something that we have to do or that mm-hmm. like... It was more like, hey, these are things that we want because we put it on the fridge so that we would see it and be like, hey, maybe we should do a fun thing. Should we bake a fancy cake? We haven't baked a fancy cake yet. But like, as, and I think maybe you should think of goals that, because I think people set resolutions and they're like, well, I have to check them all off rather than like, this is a reminder to myself about stuff I care about. Yeah. You know, like kind of like if you have um, like a pile of books on your bedside table for instance you can either see them as like oh my god this is like the stuff that's giving me um like a guilty conscience that i haven't gotten to them or you can see them like wow i have this whole selection of like at any given time like these are things that i really want to read because i bought them recently or i remembered about you know what i mean like you can either see them as like oh crap or you can see them as like i have this pre-selection so that the next time i can't decide i'll just take one you know what i mean like and i think maybe Mm -hmm. I, i should have thought of the goal's that way more than like these are things to check off right yeah i i like the way that you put that it's really cool but selling at mark and like and i had a weird year because like at at the end of last year a combination of uh a job that i was at that for a number of reasons got a lot harder than i was supposed to be and some medication problems at the time i sort of hit a wall around sort of the, the shift of the new year and i've dealt with a lot of exhaustion over this year and I intentionally dialed down like both my sort of regular work and my my pottery work, but even with that, like I sold stuff online, I sold stuff at markets, and even if some of it was stressful trying to keep my stock up for things it was it was nice to see that like even even when I can't put in the effort that I maybe would want to put in uh it's still like it it works for a number of markets, like I'm not gonna do markets every weekend driving around the country because i still uh want to see my partner and this isn't my full-time job but to see that, like mm-hmm. no this stuff will sell it's not just like a novelty thing or it'll sell um once a year. It's like, and that was that was really cool to see that like the stuff I make and also to see the different stuff that people like. That's one of my favorite things about markets is like you never know what's gonna sell the best. Like I always think that I know, and then certain markets will just surprise me where one thing will go, like five of them in two minutes, because for whatever reason, either the light was really good on that table that day or something. So that's that's also really cool. So uh then came March wait we started a podcast yeah (laughs) we started a podcast uh so that was
0: a thing that happened yeah that was a big thing because I had already started uh two other podcasts that I one I like pitched my video game podcast with Mike on our wonderful Network Relay. And then um, another one over on The Incomparable about watching The Office. And then Julia approaches me about this amazing creativity podcast. And I just couldn't say no. And now all of a sudden, I started three podcasts this year and, <laughs> it, and got the studio space. So it's like, this is the year. It has been just an explosion. Of... The year of go, go, go. Well, it's it's kind of great because my son is back at school. So I have these big chunks during the day that he's at school. And I almost feel like this is my return to work, even though this was never my work before children, Mm -hmm. but it is my work now. And it's been wonderful to feel that I have a very rich professional life kind of seated around all of these cool internet things. And (laughs) I have this wonderful outlet here on this show to kind of talk about the having the studio space and what's happening in there and bridging it to something like a podcast that feels, as we've talked about before, sometimes it just gives you more of that validity because it's kind of a professional scheduled thing that we Mm -hmm. do here. And I kind of like that those two parts of my life have kind of tied together in a nice little way. And I've just been loving talking to you here it had it's been like therapy and just like having the studio space has been like therapy it's it's all coming together and it's been a really wonderful year for creativity in my life
1: yeah it's it's been real really nice to like talk about it and to really do that thing where you don't quite know what you're thinking and feeling until you have to express it out loud, which is really <laughs> Until cool. Julia confronts you and makes you express it out loud. <laughs> that too. Um, but but also like to, to see that thing of like, it's not that I thought like, oh, Tiff and I are probably the only two people in the world who feel any of these things. <laughs> well, no, that's totally but, the opposite. We felt like we weren't the only
0: two. And we were hoping to like find people out there that felt similar to us in that way, broadcasting our feelings to Help validate and enlighten people about their own, and I think that we've done a we've done a pretty good. I feel really good about it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we've done a great thing.
1: Yeah, and and uh I was gonna talk about the future, but no, <laughs> <laughs> ding <Ding-er-er. laughs> buzzer, boo, behave. Um, so have you like? Because I, I feel like we're already on this, but I have here in the show notes at least. Like, do you have anything? like concrete specific that you feel like, oh, I, I learned this thing or I leveled up on this? I feel like I've leveled up on accepting
0: creative time as valid and also accepting that, in order to create art or feel artistic, I don't need to sell anything. Although I still have that. I really do. I have that anxiety (laughs) still boiling back. But I'm like, at this point, I'm like pushing the door closed, even though it's trying to fight. Like I'm trying to work through that. And I think that I've I've made some great strides in that with talking to you and going through a lot of these things. Some of the stuff that we've brought up in episodes is really, uh, you're going to ask me for specifics and I just don't know. But I know for a fact that, It has changed my mind and thinking and made me a lot less stressed about kind of publicly saying in my real life that, yeah, I I paint sometimes and talking to other people who paint and kind of having conversations with them and not being afraid about that. And I think that's been all a really, really good thing. I mean, how have you felt about our podcast and has it changed anything for you in your life?
1: Well, I think it is mainly, like, that thing of, A, like, getting the, the a little bit of confirmation and, and like, uh, boost to say that, no, yeah, I'm a potter, I'm a ceramicist, I'm an artist. And also to say, like, I'm an artistic person, which doesn't have to be the same thing, of yeah. being like, oh, no, I, I do like to paint and I can show that stuff off more. Like, that kind of thing. And I think that's also something that I feel like Both I appreciate and it sounds like our listeners appreciate it as well to sort of like you're saying, like, not just that you like you don't have to monetize your stuff, but also you don't have to like you can take it not seriously as well. Mm -hmm. Like you can just really like painting and that's okay. Like you and you can, you know, doodle or paint or like to write out stuff with a nice pen and that you can still be like an artistic person regardless of, of capital a or non capital letter a artist just mm-hmm. be like, I'm artistic. I'm artsy uh, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm, I'm makery. I'm crafty. I'm creative, And that's also an identity that's okay to have. That doesn't have to be like 98% of who you are and doesn't have to be super serious. And that's, that's really cool. And I, I think maybe I needed that reminder that um, you don't have to hide the things that you aren't super serious about just because you're not super serious. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. let those out as well. Like it's okay to play. I've never
0: felt more arty in my life than I do now. And <laughs> it's it's all because of this podcast. I mean, before it was more of a other people are artists. I just like to do crafts, you know, like it's just my busy time what I do and now I'm really seeing like no I'm an arty person like I am happiest when I'm making stuff and even if I find that in all different mediums that's just where I am and I gotta say it just occurred to me another thing that this year has brought is that I feel like for the first time I'm just out of reach of feeling like I found what my artistic voice might be like Mm -hmm. I feel like if I close my eyes or like or not even close my eyes, but if I just, if I squint, you know, it's something and it's like just out of focus and I can't quite figure out what it is, but at least I feel like there's something forming there. There's some sort of form. It's not clear. It's, it's kind of far away, but there's a glimmer of that. And I'm really excited about that. And I feel like that this year has brought that and this podcast has brought that. And I don't know if I would have found even starting to realize what that might be if it weren't for the show and the studio and really putting this year art first. And it's it's really exciting. And I just started feeling this like maybe a month ago. Before that, I was like, throw my hands up in the air. I don't know what the hell. I just copy everything <laughs> from everybody else. And I'm just practicing and I'm just doing this. And, and all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel like, no, I might have a different way of doing something than somebody else and that's really exciting. I love that. That's so yeah. That's that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big moment. I was like, "Oh man, I'm feeling all these things."
1: Whew. Did you did you have anything on your like goals or to-do list that you didn't do or try? No, well, this year
0: there was a painting that I've I thought I wanted to do right away in the studio, I was like, Oh, this is I'm going to do these paintings of all my friends. And like, as if it were, you know, kind of Renaissance style, but of like friends who are podcasters and stuff, almost like, um you know, the Kramer painting and Seinfeld <laughs> It looks really serious, but it's Kramer kind of like that, but with people I know, and I realized very quickly that I did not yet have the skill to accomplish that. And it wasn't for lack of trying. Like I did, I gave it a whirl and nothing was coming out (laughs) right. So I had to put it down and I had to put that on the back burner. It's still kind of out there, but it's just something I, I wasn't able to do this year because I just, I needed more practice and skill with other things first before being able to accomplish that.
1: My uh, brother, when his oh god when his his um oldest son when was maybe a year old and my oh god was because i realized that it's like 19 years ago <laughs> uh, a friend of his who's this really cool artist who does all sorts of weird stuff in all sorts of different media painted this like very regal portrait of him and his wife at the time and their son uh that looks like a huge like old Royal family uh portrait, and then, but he also like made a frame that was just, like he had glued on so many weird, random things like little toys and a shoe and macaron, and then like sprayed the whole thing gold, so like you couldn't That's see awesome. right away what like what it was. You just yes, saw this weird, I know exactly ornate what you- frame. I am so here for this. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm I, I I don't think he wants me to post it, but it was <laughs> amazing picture. And then when they had their second son, he was like, "Well, I can't put him in the picture," so he instead made this like big like I would say like maybe a foot high uh so weird it was like a puzzle made up of his like the the kid's body parts So it was a a full body portrait almost full size of this kid uh where you could like take apart the pieces of it and like it was on the (laughs) fridge or you could stick it was so weird he was so hilarious yeah regal portraits are They are an art form. What you should do is see if you can do that thing where certain uh, portrait painters, like everyone just had the same face and then see if you can just like insert clues in other things around it. Like everyone has this weird, like no chin, long nose face. Yeah. I also want to bring up, uh, because we talked about it on an earlier episode, XOXO, uh, the uh, conference, I'll, I'll link more info about it, but... Just being around creative people, like, Mm -hmm. getting that boost and getting that thing of, like, everyone has imposter syndrome. Uh, (laughs) uh, That was – I I needed that. And I I know I said it at the time, but that was – it was really cool. Like, it was –
0: Yeah. The everyone has imposter syndrome thing has totally helped me feel okay with having imposter syndrome or almost like letting go of that being like, okay, if everyone feels this, then we're all on the same level page here. And now I can just make, instead of worrying about being a fraud.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like, just and also accepting that like fraud is a very weird term around this. Just be like, yeah, I didn't go to art school. I've said it now so you can't, like, find it out because I'm mm-hmm. open. You know what I mean? Like, if you just go, like, yeah. okay, so what worries me about this? Just be like, well, this is this is why I feel less than. But now that it's out there or that I don't care about it, like, what are they going to do? Be like, you you can't uh, you can't paint in oils. And I'm like, no, I can't because I, I haven't done it much. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: almost how I feel, too. It's like, who's going to go and accuse me of being a fraud? And do I really – am I – Am I gonna put a lot of weight and care into that opinion? If that's like, who's gonna come and like run by and like egg my house and be like fraud? Like, you know what's gonna? I don't think that that's gonna happen. Although I gotta say, like as my easel gets messier and my apron gets messier, I'm feeling much more better about painting. I'm like, look at this disaster! I've been doing some work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I posted a picture of um, on my my pottery Instagram that I had washed my apron. Uh, yes, which I do I like that. once or twice a year. And usually it's because like when, because I wear it both when I do the pottery and the glazing. And if I've gotten too much glaze on it, the next time I might wipe my hands on it, I might get some glaze into the clay, which mm-hmm. it could lead to bad effects. So it's mostly that, like usually I don't care about it being that dirty, uh, but it's so weird when I put it back on and I'm like, this is, this is clean. That's very. Does it
0: actually start move? Like i kind of imagined with clay or glaze, it kind of crusts. Like I kind of kind of picture it as like you hang it up and it kind of stays in the way it was hung up. Like it doesn't move. It's like super starched almost. And then you put it on and you're like putting on this
1: like a yeah, little
0: bit, little bit <laughs> like, clay armor. And then when you wash it, it's all flowy and you're like, ooh, I feel so free.
1: Yeah, I have considered uh, making myself because uh, some people make uh, special pottery aprons that are like split down the middle since you sit with your legs open at the wheel. Oh yeah, because what this does, if it, if a regular apron moves just a little, you will sometimes get like splatters on your thighs because it. But um then I'm like, a little miss fancy, I just have a special apron for a pot But it's a tool; it's not. But um, hey, you can be fancy sometimes. It's
0: fun to be fancy. It is. It is. <laughs> Do you have any? We didn't. Did you say any realizations or morals that you you kind of came across um, after having this the
1: podcast? Well. Like I said, I think both with the podcast and the year was just like, it's, you know, just play like that's, that's okay. And you don't have to like, you don't, you either don't have to like show anyone or post about them or like report about like, I'm doing a thing and I'm taking it seriously. Or you can post them and not care that they're not as great as everyone else's stuff, like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, which sounds possibly very silly to say. But I think for us, you know, achievers, it's it's not a given.
0: I Back to that posting stuff. I have come to the realization this year that not everyone on my feed, on my social media networks and things like that, when I'm posting art stuff, not everyone is like me and following a ton of awesome artists also. Mm-hmm. So the idea that sometimes my pieces are the only things that come up in certain people's feeds that are art related and how that would look cuz i don't know it feels different that if you are kind of in this big group of people that are all painting cloud paintings right mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be some people who are really really good at painting cloud pe- paintings and there's going to be some people who are still not great at painting cloud paintings <laughs> right and there's going to be a clear you know progression of these things and you can kind of pick out which ones are better than others. And uh, I mean, I hate to say that. But yeah, that's true. There's just some there's just better artistic talent and skill and practice, you know, it's out there. And it's what we all achieve for, right? <laughs> or strive for. And, but at the same time, if my painting is the only cloud painting kind of like, popping up in someone's feed, then right there, it kind of looks the best, right? (laughs) So I was, I kind of, uh, I kind of smile a little bit thinking about that, like for some friends who were very tech related or tech heavy and, and, or like my husband who he follows dogs and watches and my painting pops up and he is like, Whoa. And I'm like, yeah, you're impressed by that. That's awesome. Like it makes me feel really good. Like he's proud. I I'm proud and because he's not seeing all of these great cloud painters that i'm following it's just a cool way to think i've never thought about it like that that's and it's great and i don't know it just it feels it feels great uh, and i almost i have to stop myself from like self-sabotage and being like but look at this guy's like look how good he is
1: it's so good look at the light oh my god it looks real and fluffy but you know don't do it don't show him <laughs> <laughs> that could also be like a uh a... An argument to not like start a separate Instagram for your art, uh, which some people do, and I mean I have one for my pottery, but just be like, well, because uh, this way you you can still get that like I'm the awesomest painter in my friends' feed because I'm the only
0: one. <laughs> yeah, I really
1: like that.
0: <laughs> yeah it's kind of like yeah i kind
1: of feel a little bit sneaky but um it's okay makes me feel good <laughs> and i would say to 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 you and to everyone like definitely never feel silly about posting like too much of your work or whatever cuz a it's your feed b everyone posts tons of boring stuff and nobody's feed is going to be like super exciting for someone else all the time and i'm like if if other people can post I don't know, kids or watches or whatever. Like, if, if I care about the majority of someone's feet, even if it's only like 55 or 60%, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I don't care about your carbs. Like, you have a thumb. Keep scrolling. And, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of the time it is fun to see even like, okay, this is the, you know, fifth picture of this thing. And like, okay, I can see that the, the sock has grown. But other <laughs> than that, it's the same picture. And it's like, yeah, but they care and probably... A lot of other people in their feed care. So
0: yeah, don't don't um, try and curate your life in order to gain followers. Uh, I, I think that there's there's one method for doing that. And if you're kind of growing a business and a brand, like I could kind of understand that part of it. But for like a personal account, I and I, I feel it's a little bit sad when people are hesitant to post a lot of different parts of their life because they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, people don't want to see my doodles. Uh, all they want to see is pictures of my dog and <laughs> it's like well no i would love to see if that's what you're doing it kind of it rounds out the person i i like a diverse feed especially in in individuals that i follow and friends yeah i'll follow art feeds and i'll follow very specifically curated feeds and that's a choice but for the personal feeds the people that i'm really getting to know the people and their soul behind it. And and that's kind of displayed in, you know, pictures of their home and their kids, their pets, their art, their cars, like all the different things that make up a person's life. And I love consuming that as a social media
1: consumer. Plus two things that are important to remember. One, uh, most people do love behind the scenes stuff, even of like big brands and artists and stuff. A lot of people love process stuff. The other thing is, That I think a lot of people forget most people won't see all of the stuff you post. Right. Just because of of the way the algorithms work. Like, unless they go to your feed, in which case they definitely can't complain (laughs) about seeing too much of one thing. Like, on Instagram or on Facebook and even on Twitter, most people aren't gonna like. And I found this, like, at one point where I felt like all I'm posting about is my book, like, for the past six months and i would still meet people after the book came out they're like oh you wrote a book fun and i was like we are we are <laughs> friends on facebook and and that's not a judgment on them it's just that like i felt like i was you know nagging and and like just bombing facebook and and instagram and twitter about like stuff about this book and p- people still didn't see even one of those things so like mm-hmm. d- just you know post post what you want share if if you want you don't have to i don't know how this turned into like Tiff and Julia, help you Instagram? Well, because Instagram and social media was a big part of my year and deciding kind of I've
0: I, I faded out Twitter a lot and I'm not on Instagram as much as I used to be. And I used to post a lot of my kid and now I post more of my art. And so it, it's it's been a journey this year and it's a large part of my daily life and my daily interaction with people that I know and even people I don't know so it's like my friends, my uh, like an audience that is there that I I really enjoy interacting with. So it's, it's all kind of tied in together when you have an internet radio show, right? Like <laughs> it's all kind of, it's all out there and it's all part of our day and our work and who we are. Yeah. And kind of can't escape it. If I was just walking around in the woods all day, that would i could take pictures of that but then i'm still on social media right like and if yeah. I, if you walk around in the woods alone and you don't instagram about it did it really happen
1: <laughs> well maybe if you can instagram a picture of not the woods and talk about how you didn't take a picture of the woods because you were present uh, ooh <laughs> yes that's exactly what yeah <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a weird year and in parts a crappy year but this podcast has been a really nice part of the year it made the year so much better
0: Oh, that's so good to hear. It's made my year better too, and I can't wait for next year. Yeah. Even though we're not supposed to look forward, but I am. Ha, take that. I'm excited for next year talking to you more, Julia, because our topic list is
1: long. <laughs> yeah. And so so yeah, next uh next episode is about the future. So we're gonna be talking about like our resolutions and goals and stuff we wanna try and we Bingo would love boards. to he- hey the bingo board was pretty good
0: I like that idea a lot I just I like checking things off of bingo boards
1: oh yeah it was so satisfying when we were like did a big X across one of the one of the slots and you're like (laughs) yes and it's funny because with with some of them you'd be like okay so let's go to a day spot and you would think that would be like an experience and it's like enough of an experience in itself but it was like when we got home and realized like oh my god we get to check it off that was almost as good as the whole day in a pool (laughs) (laughs) because we're just weird little gamified children uh but we would love to also like we said hear your uh resolutions and goals and projects for the new year so our email is make2pod at gmail.com and and you know thank you for being part of making this year fun for us i was gonna say thank you tiff but also thank you listeners (laughs) no the listeners have been a giant part of this i mean our
0: i've i never expected the amount of feedback that we get and i'm just I'm so blown away and thank you and I love reading everyone's personal stories about how they feel about the show and how it's changed their minds about things and or just encouraged them just that extra little bit that they needed for something
1: or even just like big and small where someone was like I you know I got curious about this uh material so I bought a cheap little paint set and tried it like it both so good very like high and low uh, brow or steaks or whatever, <laughs> like all all of the all of it. You guys are amazing. Uh, our show notes are at relay.fm/slash/make do, and uh, you can check out at make do pod on Twitter and Instagram again if you want to share any of that stuff with us, or we'll share anything else and uh, talk to us. All that, and you can find us individually on most places as at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. We'll be back in a fortnight and until then, happy new year and go make and do.